Thanks for joining us on the Crenshaw Christian Center New York podcast. And remember these words, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's jump into the lesson. For six of the last, I guess, 10 weeks now, we've been having discipleship training up on the third floor. And I've been, I've been, I've been speaking on, teaching on, basically salvation and the Holy Spirit. That's kind of my lane. You know, when you see um, Apostle Price stand before, you can pretty, be pretty much sure he's going to speak about faith. Amen. Back in the day when you see somebody like Benny Hinn, remember Benny Hinn? What we, what we, what we teach on? Teach on what? Healing. Amen. Leroy Thompson. Anybody remember Leroy Thompson? What were you teach on? Money, prosperity, amen. So when you see old Nate stand up here before you, he talking about he's talking about salvation. Praise God. But when you talk about salvation, we, we know Romans ten. If, if, you, if you, somebody on the board, if you put up Romans ten nine and ten, if you get somebody on the board you can put it up. Put up Romans ten nine and ten. You know the scripture. In fact, if you have your Bible, turn to it. Praise God. And you should always bring a Bible to church. Amen. Always. That clock started? You'll start the clock? Praise God. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If it's on the board, fine. If not, I'll read it to you. And those who have your Bibles, follow along. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that says that if you confess with your mouth, right, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And there's a punctuation after that word say, what is it? It's a period. So I like to read it like this. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved, period. No qualifiers. Amen. Confess Jesus with your mouth. It's verbal. Believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, period. Right? Because many people teach that you should repent of your sins. Question, which ones? Who remembers what they were doing 15 years ago at 2 o'clock in the morning on Saturday night? I know I don't. So if I, had to, if, I, if I had to confess all my sins, amen, I have to confess all of them to qualify for salvation. But thank God he didn't ask us to do that. He just said, receive you through a confession from the Lord and say, believe God, God raised it from me, then you shall be saved. Amen. Salvation became necessary because of what Adam did in the garden. Romans 5, 12, salvation scripture says, uh, uh, let's turn to Romans 5, chapter, two, uh, chapter 5, verse 12. Amen. It says, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sin, it said sin entered the world. Amen. It did not say that sin did not exist. It said that it wasn't here. It wasn't in the earth realm. Praise God. How did it get here? It got here because man let it in. Praise God. Adam had the power, had dominion, had that authority to keep sin out or let sin into his world that he was the God of. Praise God. And just like Adam, we have the ability and the authority to keep sin out or let it in. You run the show, right? 
You are in charge. Praise God. So we see there is a need for salvation based on what Adam did in the garden. Amen? That's your need. Go to John 3.16. Probably the most famous scripture in the Bible. The most quoted scripture in the Bible. John 3.16. And when you get there, say amen. Got it? I'm reading. For God so loved the what? Y'all know the scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave who? His only begotten son. That's talking about who? Jesus, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There's a word in that scripture, in that verse, that has defined the church from generation to generation to generation. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever or whosoever believes in him should not perish. And the and and ninety nine point nine 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 percent of what is taught concerning the Bible and concerning salvation involves the word perish, and a whole life, a whole Christian existence, everything about about our lives, what we know about church, what we know about the Bible. Watch this, not the word. The Bible talks about perishing. You are taught from a young child this scripture about perishing. Your whole life is defined by perishing, right? When right up the street and around the corner in John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came that you might have, have what? Have life and have, have what kind of life? Have life more abundantly. Amplify says, have and enjoy life in abundance to the full until it, praise God. But we have been defining our lives and ours is based on perishing. You see street ministry, what do they talk about? You go on to hell. You don't repeat, you go on to hell. And that's true. That is the hallmark. That should be addressed that way. But do you notice they always talk and they always teach where in terms of gloom and doom? It's never about life more abundantly. Praise God. It's always about gloom and doom, perish, don't mess up, don't. And you, your life is shaped by that. So we don't want to mess up. We don't want to fail. We don't want to come short. We don't want to perish because we think we do anything contrary to God's will. Guess what? Then we, we you know, we, we, we're, we're committed to a life of, of destruction. All our, and we're shaped by that. Especially the people of color. And y'all know I'm telling the truth. That's why you can't get through college. That's why you can't get through those jobs. That's why you can't save that money. That's why you can't live the life. Because we all define ourselves by that one word that we've been taught from day one, perish. Praise God, but thank God for Jesus. But thank God for Jesus. Praise God, because we shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. So when Jesus talks about life, he talks about the abundant life. So when you talk about being saved, you have to understand what you've been saved into. Saved, redeemed from. Go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Come on, Holy Spirit, teach this word this morning. I'm just along for the ride. Colossians chapter 1, y'all got it? Look at verse 12. It says, giving thanks to who? Giving thanks to who? Say it one more time. Giving thanks to who? 
That's important. First of all, he's the father. It doesn't say giving thanks to God. It says giving thanks to the father, which implies that if he's the father, you must be the child. So this can't be talking to the world. This has to be called talking to the church because we're the only one qualified to call him what? Father. Amen? So it's giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the what? Inheritance. Inheritance of who? The saints were in the light. Saints in the light is another expression for saved people. That's talking about us. It says qualified us, right? Qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance. Inheritance implies that we've, we've received something. That somebody's left something for us. Praise God. But if we stuck on perishing, how can we receive anything? Amen? Because we so, we so worried about for God so love. There was a song in church. I remember there was a song in church that, that highlighted John 3.16. I, I forget how it goes. It was John 3.16. John 3.16. Da 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 da. John 3.16. That was the song. Baptist Church. Now, when you hear that from the time, praise God, that you just, you know, attack a small child, amen, and you hear that verse and it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not, what? Perish. So when you hear about perishing, perishing follows you all through your formative years. Look what you're thinking about, because it's programmed on the inside. It's programmed in that. That's why Romans 12, 3 said, but be ye transformed by the what? The renewing, the reprogramming of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect of God. Because we've been programmed, amen, from day one to perish. Amen. But Jesus said life. So when we look at this thing, it says in, in Colossians 1, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Amen? So I'm no longer in the power, under the power or the auspices of darkness and translated us or conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. What is that kingdom? What is the kingdom of the Son of His love? You have to understand what that means. It's life more abundantly. Life in abundance to the full, to overflow, to enjoy it. Amen. Praise God. You can't enjoy life broke. Please. You can't enjoy life sick, please. You can't enjoy life broke or sick, please. You can't enjoy life without, without having a stable, loving, suitable, caring partner. Now why do I say that? And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to disparage anyone. See, the reason that I got married wasn't because I wanted to be married. I wasn't thinking about marriage. Praise God. Got a beautiful wife. Wave your hand, baby. <laughs> got a lovely wife. Praise God, she shake her head, right? But see, I understood that God was smarter than me. You understand? And I read somewhere in the Bible said the man should leave his mother and father and be joined to his, and the two shall become one flesh. That's his thought for my life. That's his best. So if he's smarter than me, then I'm going to do what he told me to do. Amen? So how do I get that? Why? I got her by faith. 
Amen. It wasn't my paycheck. It wasn't. When me and Diane got together, the first thing she said, let's, let's, let's exchange, you know, let's exchange information about each other. Let's exchange, you know, our finances. So she gave me her, her financial statement, right? And I gave her mine. When I gave her mine, she was like Sarah. She laughed. <laughs> she laughed. She, no. she laughed. She actually, she laughed. She snickered. As if she said, you really don't expect me to like hook up with you with, on this, do you? No, she laughed. She ain't laughing now. Amen. Because guess what? In spite of like what I brought to the table financially, she don't have to work. She don't work. She home chilling. People on my job ask me, what's your wife doing? If she's smart, she's outside in the park getting some sun in her face. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God knew that, but God knew that, that I did not have the resources to take care of God, take care of my wife. Watch this the way he wanted to care for. Not based on what I could afford. Based on what he, the way he wanted to care for. Because he wants to care for in a certain way, in a certain style. How? In abundance to the full. Come on now. So if you ain't looking for somebody to take care of you to that degree, guess what? You're spinning your wheels. Amen? Because he's given us an inheritance of a good life, a wholesome life, an abundant life, a rich life, and of course the entire spectrum of our life in terms of our finances, in terms of our joy, in terms of our peace, in terms of our love, across the entire spectrum of our life through the shed blood of Jesus. But if we, if we over here in perish, perish land, we can't be over here in life more abundantly. And that's part of the abundant life. It's not just about money. Now, I'm going to get that out the way. Because people say, well, you know, when you talk about prosperity, it's not just about money. For me, it is. For me, it is. Because I got to go to work every day. I don't go to work for, you know, for fellowship. I go to work for... <laughs> Amen? When I bring the tithe into the storehouse, there'll be food and stuff. I don't bring, you know, I don't bring my thoughts, you know, and my good feelings. I bring money. Huh? When I'm holding up that envelope to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I'm holding up some, so my reasonable expectation would be that I'm going to receive back some what? Amen? But if you in perishing like most churches are, you ain't thinking about, see, the, first, the one thing they don't want to talk about in the church is money. That's what you need. And you know I'm telling the truth. Because I need it. Because I'm still, I'm still cracking. I'm still working out there. So this ain't, a, this ain't a game to me. Faith and things like that. This is not a game to me. This is real. I don't stand by the, you know, in front of you to give you some, some, some token, you know, scriptural stuff. This stuff is my life. Praise God. This is, the, this is the, my essence. This is my reason for being. Without this, I would have been out of here a long time ago. I don't know why I'm over here on this, but I'm just, I'm just being real in front of you. Praise God. I need to talk to you this morning to get it out of my own system, get it out of my own spirit. Maybe to help somebody, maybe want to praise God. But he said he's given me an inheritance. 
He's bequeathed something to me. He left something to me. And he wants me to take advantage of what he left to me. And what he left for me was an abundant, overflowing life. Go to Genesis 1. Go to Genesis 1. Praise God. Go to Genesis 1. Y'all got it? Verse 26, familiar. Then God what? Said, let us make man in our image according to our lights and let them have what? Dominion. That word dominion is a Hebrew word means radar. It means to reign, to rule, to have authority over. It says let them have dominion, watch this, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air. Stop right there. Fish of the sea, birds of the air. That includes everything in between, right? That's talking about the material three-dimensional world. That's talking about the earth realm. That's talking about material stuff. Praise God. You got dominion in the earth realm like I got dominion in the heavenly realm. I'll take care of the heavenly stuff. You take care of the earthly stuff. Everything in the earth is, is material. So when he gave you dominion, he gave you dominion over material world. Stop being so spiritual. You don't have to. You're as spiritual as you're ever going to be. You're saved. You don't need to be any more spiritual. You die, you're going to be with the Lord. You want Everything else is right here, up front, in front of you, involving the three-dimension material world, and that involves stuff. Stop being so spiritual. Are you really? No, I'm spiritual. Yeah, all that's spiritual. No, serious. Because too many of us, too many of us have, 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 have focused on the spiritual side of God. Jesus is our spiritual blessing. Praise God. Once you got born again, born of the Spirit, praise God, you are as spiritual as you ever will be. You are as spiritual as you ever need to be. Everything else is about life. I came that you might have life. I came that you might have and enjoy life. And have life, an abundant life, to the full life, until the overflows life. When I got, get up in the morning, that's about my life. Praise God. When I put that paycheck in the bank, that's my life. When I take care of my business, my wife, that's about my life. Everything in this world is about my life. I'll take care of the other side when I get there. Praise God. I'll concern myself with the heavenly realm, you know, when I get over there. I don't need to see Jesus. I'm looking at Jesus right now. Jesus manifested in front of me every single day. I ain't got to see Jesus in glory. I can see Jesus when I look at Keith. I see Jesus. That was so wonderful when I went across the Apostle Price. Clean, sharp, teaching that word. Amen. And I heard the Spirit of God say something to me. See, I wasn't looking for Jesus. I saw Jesus in Apostle Price. And I heard the scripture say to me, when I saw him on TV, it said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That's who I was looking at. Because Jesus said, I'll come to you and I'll manifest myself to you. I saw the manifestation of Jesus Christ and Dr. Frederick Casey Price. That's why I'm still here. I know my connection. I know what side my bread is buttered on. <laughs> I'm serious. People have left this church. They don't know what they left. They don't understand the connection that was, that was in this church. See, well, Apostle Christ still sons in his ministry? Guess what? The Bible said we imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. 
He had the promise when I met him. So why would I, why would I disengage from him? That's my man. Right? 86 years old, still flowing. Praise God, still rocking. Praise God, sown into his life. Receiving the best on his life. Why? Because God has given me an inheritance. He has given us an inheritance through Christ Jesus. And that, that inheritance was taught to us by the man of God, Apostle Frederick K. C. Price. How? How do we access our things? By F-A-I-T-H. So if you don't understand it and don't know it, you better learn it. Because nothing in the, the promises of God are received by faith. Praise God. Go to Galatians. Go to Galatians. No, was I in Genesis 1.26? Okay, I took care of that, right? Okay, let me just, let me just go. He said, before we leave there, Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. That's important. If he created man in his own image, that, that means I must be like him. Amen. Which means if I'm in his image and if I'm in his likeness, I have dominion earth realm, that means I got to be living in earth like he's living in heaven. If he's rocking in heaven, I got to be rocking on the earth. Or I'm out of his perfect will. I'm like, see, when God made mankind, he's not, it wasn't like the birds and the fish. That's a whole different thing. See, when God made mankind, God poured out of himself. See? You are just, you so much like God, it's, it's astounding. See, he poured out of, you can could, you could imagine, there was God here, and there was this being that was looking just like him. It was a, a, it was a direct image. It was like he was looking at himself. You couldn't tell the difference between God and mankind. Let us make man just like us. Just give it to me in the earth. We got heaven, you take care of the earth. We got it. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to restore that thing. But in the meantime, for the church, he has restored that dominion to us. Praise God. This, this dominion in earth, we've got that back. We live now in terms of the church by faith in a pristine environment because that's what he redeemed us back to. Adam lived in a pristine, perfect environment. Amen. If I'm redeemed back to where he, where he was, I have to be by faith. I got to see it. I got to receive it. I got to understand it. I got to most importantly believe it that I'm in that same pristine state and I got to, I got to, I got to act accordingly. So even though I see poverty and hunger and I can't, I, by faith, I got to see all my needs in medical and riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I got to see that. And I got to keep telling myself that and telling myself that and telling myself that over and over and over until it begins to stick. Praise the Lord. I'm supposed to be blessed. I'm supposed to be rich. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and no sorrow. The Bible is all about poverty. All about this poverty. See, but if you, but if you got that, that lack mentality, you can never see it. Praise God. Let me give you an example. Go to Genesis chapter 24. You in Genesis, look at chapter 24. This is Abraham. To show you how much God is into this, into this blessing thing. See, we don't want it. We don't see it. But if, like I said, if you got that mentality where you always see the curse, you always see, well, you know, I'm just barely getting along. If you see that, you can't pick up on this stuff. Amen. 
Amen. Look at Genesis 24. You got it? Look at verse 35, right? No, look at verse 34. So he said, I am Abraham's what? Servant. Amen. So to some degree, he was one of Abraham's possessions. That's the first thing, right? He said, the Lord has blessed my master greatly and he has become great and he has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants and camels and dunkers. That's material blessings, right? Let me read it again. The Lord has blessed my master greatly and he's become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, camels and donkeys, right? Look at verse 36. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. Now, here's the, here's the most amazing part to me. Do you realize, see, we think about the, that Sarah conceived right in her old age. Abraham was 100, praise God, she was 90. That's a miracle in and of itself. But check this out. Do you notice in, that 35 comes before 36? Do you notice that the, all the material blessings were in Abraham's life on before Sarah got pregnant and had that child so he could have something to give to that child? You understand? He was abundantly blessed before she got pregnant. In other words, he wasn't in the position that God wanted him to be before he got pregnant, so he didn't bless him until he got, until he got his money straight, until he got his, his life together. Right? Because the, the, but the abundance comes before the child. Right? Flocks and herds, silver and gold, male and female servants, camels and donkeys, and my Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old after he got blessed financially. He was rich before she ever, before I've ever hit the earth. He had an inheritance, praise God, he had an inheritance bestowed upon him before he was ever conceived. Praise God. Just like Isaac, you had an inheritance that had been bequeathed to you before you was ever conceived and Jesus ratified it 2,000 years before you ever got here. Dig that. Check that out. <laughs> right? While I'm, while I'm languishing and perishing, right? While I'm languishing and suffering in defeat, taught to me by the church. That's the most ironic part. That was taught to me, but I ain't knocking the church without that church. I ain't standing here today. So praise God for the church. Praise God. But see, here's the difference. The church, they had the Bible. We have the word. See the difference? Can you, can you, can you get with that? The church that I grew up in, and most churches, they have the Bible. Crenshaw Christian Center, New York, we got the word. That's the difference. That's what makes you unique. That what makes you special. You know more than 99.999% of everybody that goes to church in the earth world because most of them have the Bible. I'm not knocking that. But most of them don't have the word. Amen? Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, attend to my word. Not read the Bible. He says, attend to it. 
put your attention to it. Live in it, dwell with it, abide in it. Amen? Attend to my word. Incline your ears to my sayings. Amen? Do not let them depart from your eyes so as to keep them in the midst of your heart. Because what you see affects your heart. Praise God. Oh, well, you can't be looking at, if you, you can't be looking at men, you can't be looking at pornography. It affects your heart. Can't be looking at that stuff. It affects you. You have to watch what you look at. You got to watch what you see. Amen? You got to watch. But we have the word, right? For, it says, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Attend to it. Praise the Lord. But that's what this thing really is all about. It's about life. It's about strength. It's about health. It's about abundance. It's about prosperity. It's about inheritance. Because that child needs the best that we can give him. I'm not just talking about his mother and his father. I'm talking about everything that he sees around him. We should all be blessed. We should all be functioning. So his mind and his heart is inundated with abundance and prosperity and love and peace and joy every place he turns. Yeah, the main thing is his mother and his father. We get that. But when he sees me, he sees you, he sees this one. He sees, he's so saturated in his mind and his heart that when he goes unto the world, man, that's what, that's his, that's his, it's in his DNA. Because probably would put it our DNA. Think about that as people of color. Think about that. 200 years of slavery. Not just slavery, the most heinous kind of slavery ever practiced in the world was perpetrated on black people in this country. Praise God. After that, after that, following a war that started in 1861, where over 750 to 800,000 people were killed to preserve that system. Praise God. And after, this, after, after this, the war was concluded, you would have thought they would have said, well, okay, now we understand we were wrong. So y'all go out and pursue the American dream and live the American dream. No, 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 that didn't happen. What happened was like another 100 years of the most lethal form of Jim Crow law where people were lynched for trying to get an education. Come on here. Praise God. And even up until this day, we have people who purport to be our leaders in this country who are trying to position ourselves with laws and policies that will keep us stuck and mired in a, in a, in a system of, of poverty and lack for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years. You better get this word. Better get all this word. Because this is the only thing that will make you free. Amen? Right? John 8, 31. Turn to John 8, 31. John 8, 31. How you get out of your situation? Y'all got it? Let me get there. Jesus speaking, right? John 8, 31. Then Jesus said to those, to those Jews who believed him, that's the first thing. Do you believe him? He said, if you abide, I think the King James says, if you continue, right? 
It says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the Father. No man can come to the truth. No man can come to abundance. No man can come to prosperity. No man can come to freedom except you come through me. You better get a hold of this word. Wait for Trump, please. You know, I ain't knocking him. I pray for him. I do, I pray for him. I don't like it. But see, but I don't walk by, I don't walk by feelings. I walk by faith. I got to pray for him. Why? Because God commanded me to do so. Right? He said, pray for those in authority. Why? So that you mm, might live a, 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 a quiet and peaceful life. Pray for them. Pray for the laws and policies that they ultimately will serve to further the spread of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's what, the, that's what those laws are ultimately designed to do, to further the spread of the gospel. So don't get caught up in what you see. While we do, isn't that 2 Corinthians 4.18? While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. But the things that are not seen are what? Eternal. We have a bigger plan. We have a bigger provision. We have a bigger vision. We have a bigger view. Praise God. We See, I'm thinking, I'm looking not only at this child, I'm looking at his grandchildren. That's how you got to look at that child. These children. See, these, these kids in college and whatnot, don't look at them. Look at their children and their children's children. Praise God. Hand something down to their children and their children's children. Praise God. So when you tithe it and you give it, man, you got to have a vision of that stuff. Stuff ain't just about you. Your little, your little insignificant needs, your light bill and your gas bill, God covered that. I was my needs were before I got to church. I never went without went without. It wasn't like I was falling the whole lot of bone, but I never like went without. I never was in lack. Praise God. Even as a child, I was never in lack. Didn't have it. Didn't have it. Poverty didn't have it going on. Didn't have everything we need. But I wasn't in lack. I never known lack. So basically, my needs were pretty much met, you know, before I got here. So once I'm here, praise God, I can step into my authority. I can step into my dominion. I can step into my dominion, my power. And I can think more about, see, for, for me to get my needs met, I got to think about his needs and his children's needs. And his children's 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 needs. Praise God. So when I'm looking like, okay, okay, Lord, so you give me the tithe. You give me the offering. Praise God. That's one side of the coin. What's the other side? The other side is saving some money. Investing some money. Finding out. Because this is, because when we pay tithes and offerings, we're worshiping and we're investing. This is God's investment strategy. Cast your bread upon the waters and it shall come back after many days. Stock market. Cast your bread upon the waters and it will come back in many days. I don't want to deal with the stock market. Really? So you just want to get it from that nine to five? I'm not saying that you should. It could be real estate. It could be anything. But you have to get some sort of vision and insight that's going to take you into the next phase of your life. Amen. See, my biggest concern in my life 
My biggest concern is not dying. That's not my issue. If you, because if if something happens you and you and you expire, I just go be with the Lord. To be absent from the body, is, I'm good. To live from the power of darkness, translate to the kingdom of the I'm good. Man, my concern ain't dying. My concern is living. See, I keep confessing, with long life he satisfies me, shows me his salvation. I keep confessing, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Father, I thank you, my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in me. I'm not my own. I'm bought with a the price, therefore I glorify God in my body. See, if you keep saying that stuff, you're going to start believing this. And know what's going to happen? You're going to wake up one day, you're going to be 95 years old. Because <laughs> faith works. But here's, but here's the issue. But here's the issue. When you wake up at 95 years old, you're going to be broke, busted, disgusted, you're going to have all your needs met. That's the issue. That's why we do this stuff. Now, Father, as you look down from your holy habitation to heaven to bless us, as you said, you were, we believe now receive our blessings because that's not just for now. That's for next month, next year. Amen? This is an investment strategy that's designed to, to meet all your needs down the line after a while when you show sure enough going to need it. Praise God. You be eating out of garbage cans. I'm trying to tell you now, you got you to have a vision of what you're involved with here. Amen. So I ain't concerned about that. Not me. No, Jesus. I got that covered. I'm born again and spirit filled. The spirit of God who dwells with me and lives in me. As from the body, present with the Lord. Cool. Cool. I'm good. I'm on top. I'm popping. Spiritually. Now, materially, that's a whole different thing. I got to handle that. Got to take care of my wife. Got to take care of the children. Got to take care of the children. children. I got I I the flow in this thing. I can't be shucking. I can't be jiving. I got to take this stuff seriously and do what I got to do. I got to go to the gym. I got to exercise. Praise God. I got to go out there and take some walks. I got to eat me some good food. I can't live off the same stuff I lived off 30 years ago. Man, I'm 70 years old. These bodies don't function on pieces no more. Huh? This body, watch this. This body don't, 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 don't function off just apples. I need organic apples in this thing. You know what I mean? And like I said, it's better, it's, it's bad, it's better to be able to shop at Whole Foods than Key Foods. You know I'm telling the truth. I need the best. But God promised me his best because he gave me his best so I could be his best. So why would I look for anything less than his best? And here's the most important thing. He promised to support it. You can't give me, you can't give me information that you want me to live a life in the bus and not give me the anointing and the resources to be able to live that way. You can't give me that wife and not give me the resources, give me the wealth or be able to take care of the way you want to take care of. That ain't on me. That's on you. I'm just doing what you told me to do. Amen? So hey, if I hold off and do everything you told me to do by your word, by faith, and you don't come through, you got problems up on that throne. That's how you have to see it. It's not being, you know, disrespectful, irreverent. It's just how you have to, have to, you know, renew your mind to what God wants for you. Praise God. That's what this stuff really is all about. 
And he's given us, he's facilitated that through us through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go to John 14. We got a few more minutes. Go to John 14. When you get there, say amen. And when you get there, say amen. amen. Praise God. John 14, verse 16. Who's talking? Who's talking? How you know? Send red. Verse 4, John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father, not God again. If you're born again, he's your father. And if, if he's your father, then that means you're entitled to everything he has. See, when friends came over my house when I was a kid, they couldn't go in my refrigerator. I could go in there whenever I got ready. I might give you something from the refrigerator, but you can't go in that refrigerator. But me, because I'm a son, I got total access. Right? He says, and I will pray the Father, and he, the Father, will give you another helper. Another helper? That must mean that Jesus must be a helper. And the Holy Spirit must be another helper. So I got a, I got a helper in the earth realm living on the inside of me. And I got a, I got a, a helper in the, in the heavenly realm seated at the right hand of the Father. Help. Man, I'm covered on both sides of this thing. Jesus, right, the Bible says Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. And the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I think that's Romans 8, 37, something like that. He says, and I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper that he, not it, he, person, not force, person, right, may do what? May abide. That word abide means to live in, to dwell in, to take up residence on the inside of you. For how long? Forever. Watch this, the spirit of truth, which means he can't lie, whom the world, I love this scripture. Watch this. It, this is how you know who you are in Christ Jesus. This is, how, this, this is your confidence. That's why the Bible said in 1 John 5, 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him. Look at this confidence. Verse 17, the spirit of truth, watch this, whom the world cannot receive. It didn't say that they would not receive. It says whom the, whom the world cannot receive. Because the only thing the world got coming is Romans 10, 9, and then that if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised from you, you shall be saved, period. That's what you got coming. Once you do that, praise God, he says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because he sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you, salvation, and will be in you, infilling of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. So this book, this book, this new covenant is written to born again, spirit filled, tongue talking believers. So if you ain't spirit filled and utilizing the gift of the Holy Spirit because you can't discern this stuff in your own knowledge, you can't pick this stuff up. This ain't no intellectual work. Praise God. This is the word of God. Amen. If it was open to your intellect, not that you know, the intellect doesn't say some, play some part of it, but this ain't for your intellect. Jesus said like this in John 6, 63. He said, it is the spirit that gives life. 
The flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit. And they are life. John's talking to your spirit, man. You are spirit. You have a soul. You live inside a body. And you can tell you're a spirit, man. You ever notice when you're praying in the spirit, am I praying in the spirit? You're praying in the spirit. You ever notice when you're praying in the spirit, your mind's thinking about something totally different? That lets you know there's two of y'all. There's two of y'all. The spirit man's doing what? He's talking to God. Amen? The soul's man thinking about what he's going to have for breakfast. Right? See, see, watch this. The, see, when you pray in the spirit, you become aware of the gap. The gap. There's a gap. Amen? There's a gap between the... See, that's why you ain't just flesh and blood. You can see it. The spirit man's over here communicating with God. The soul's man is thinking about, you know, things, the mind, the world, the, 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 the emotions, the intellect, things like that. And as you pray in the spirit more and more and more and more, it gives more credence to the spirit man. He's running the show. You identify more with who you are as a spiritual being as a, or a spirit man as opposed to a flesh and blood man who's being tossed and turned by the winds of doctrine. Praise God. That, that's how it works. So when you pray in the spirit, you get more and more wisdom, more and more insight, more and more understanding because you function more and more from the spiritual side of your, of your being as opposed to this. That's why he says we walk by and not by We walk by faith. And I'm going to walk up out of here because I'm out of time. <laughs> Amen. Our hope is that you received something that you could apply to your life and strengthen your faith. At Crenshaw Christian Center, New York, we believe that the Word of God is practical for everyday application. Feel free to stay in touch with us via social media, or you can give us a call at 212-749-9323. If you're in the New York area, you're welcome to join us at one of our services. Our Sunday morning service is at the New Yorker Hotel at 945 a.m. That's on 34th Street and 8th Avenue in New York City. Or join us for Bible study on Thursday evenings at our fellowship office, 470 7th Avenue on the 6th floor, right in Herald Square. Thanks again for listening, and remember, walk by faith, not by sight.